girl, Miss Mimi, a.k.a. Mimi the Great. It is the Love Power Radio Show. Today is August the 1st, 2020. And I have to say to myself, welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. As you know, I have been out of here for, uh, I don't know, what, I think two months. I had to take a had to take a minute to kind of breathe and readjust to things. Uh, a lot of stuff was going on, so... I took a break, which is something that I encourage everyone to do. I had to learn how to do that because, you know, you hear about people saying it. Oh, you know, take a break. You know, go find. Back in the day, it was, uh, oh, I had to go find myself. I had to go find myself. Even though myself was here, I had to go find myself. And I found her and I'm back. So welcome. Thank you so much for tuning in. We are. I'm so excited to be back. You already know. I want to know how y'all doing. How was your week? How was the, you know, few days, couple of months that I was gone? What y'all been up to? Hey, Michael's Eye Photography. Thanks for tuning in. Um, how you doing? I'm I'm gonna let my guests go first since um their guests, I won't be rude. How you ladies doing over there? We're Good doing night. fine. Why <laughs> going over here? I wish I need teach me how to do that so I can train my mom. I mean, get my mom to you know say what I say when I say it because she still be trying to act grown, you know. So how's everything been going since the um the this pandemic that we're in? Uh, from my perspective, everything has been going not as planned but as designed. Okay, yeah, yeah. I like that. <laughs> I have to talk about that one, and you, Miss. Yeah, Mary, that's the whole Yes, it is. How's everything, everything been going for you? Is it Jasmine or just me? Yes, it is Jasmine. Everything's been going good for the circumstances that we are under. <laughs> okay, awesome. And for me, like I said, look, I had to take a break. I had stuff going on with my family, um, uh, and so, and then this whole pandemic and not working. It was like, wait, what? We gotta cover our mouths. I mean, we do that anyway. Well, some of us do when we sneeze, and then some of us don't. But that's a whole nother. I'll be nice. Be nice. Uh, so for me, it was um, I had to. I just had to sit back and breathe. You know, take a break and just exist uh, and muddle through things uh, that were going on. Try to figure out how this is gonna work, how that's gonna work. Um, still understanding and, and reminding myself that yes, I know God has me. However. Me being the human that I am, I just had to take a break, and I'm so glad that I did. Um, I feel uh, I feel refreshed. I got a chance to go to a women's retreat that was I thought was interesting because uh, for me, um, I've always heard about women's retreat and was like, yeah, nah, it's too many chicks in one room. I ain't gonna be able to do it. Y'all good. I don't need that. And I snooted up my nose. And this one was so I'm so glad I went. I learned so much about me. Um, the lady who coordinated kind of pushed me to do something that I always try not to do. And it's uh, being in front of people. Yeah, so good work. I ended up in front of people. Um, <laughs> so uh, I enjoyed my my stay K, as people call it, uh, my uh, event, my time trying to find me. And now I'm back. Full force, 100% Mimi. So um, without further ado, we're going to get right into it because um, I met this young lady, uh, one of my guests, uh, what, I think about two weeks ago it's been, 
And um, she reminded me a lot of me because she didn't want to. I, I'm just in here for this. That's all I want. I'm not going to do all that. And by the end of the day, so we were at a boutique. We were at um, um, the House of Couture in Houston on 1960 in Kirkendall. Just a little, you know, small shout out. Um, and uh, Latisa, Miss Latisa B was in there trying on clothes. And first of all, she got a slamming body. That's just the when I grow up, I'm telling you. I, so, and she was trying on clothes, and you know, she didn't want to come out the dressing room. First of all, come on out here, child. Let us see what you got on. And so everybody was like, oh my God, you know, that's so wonderful, it's so great. And so we we coerced her, you know to try on several different outfits. And, and by the end of the day, uh, she was like, I didn't want to be here. And then she said something about how young she is. And I was like, wait, let me see your ID. <laughs> you know but y'all know black don't crack. Anyway, that's a whole yeah. nother story. So <laughs> um, when she started talking about um, how she got her body and what she was doing and what she uh, was, uh, how young she is, mm -hmm. um, Prior to going to the store, uh, I was thinking, you know, I think I'm going to take another month off, right? And then when I got there and started listening to her and started talking to her and her, she's just a bowl of energy. Um, I was like, yeah, nope. Got to have you on the show because I already had the title for today, which is New Beginnings, um, especially with me coming back from uh, taking a break. And so when she started talking about, oh, well, you know, y'all know how we do. I'm shy. I was looking at her. Okay. Minus the okay. 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 I let her make it, you know, until she put on another outfit. And I was like, yes, ma'am. Now nah, we got to talk. So, um, but without further ado, um, I'll let Miss Latisa tell you guys who she is, who your people is, like my mom used to say, and, and how young, if you would like to share that. And then we'll get into um, your new beginnings. Hello, everybody. How are you doing? My name is Latisa V, as she said. And yeah, we met at that boutique. Um, it was actually one of my outings for the whole week. I hadn't, I've been inside for like two weeks. So to be in an environment where I was around women that we were like socializing, even though I was drinking and trying on clothes, um, I felt like I had known all the ladies in there, even though I didn't know anybody in there. <laughs> Yeah, it was just so funny how we all just click and connect. But as Nimi was saying that I was in the dressing room and I was just trying on clothes that normally I wouldn't try on because I had lost um, some weight. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you still see yourself the way you used to be. Mm -hmm. And that's why the way I still saw myself when you ladies were saying, you need to try this on. You need to try this on. You need to try. I'm like, uh, no, we're not doing that. Yeah. I know it's a little bit more wrinkled up than that, but yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. So I am a, a happy, almost, I'm going to say this. I am closer to 50 than I am to 40, <laughs> but I feel 25. Yes, indeed. I feel 25. My body, my insides are healthy. Um, I've shed a lot of the excess stuff that my body did not need all because I changed my lifestyle. Nice. No, no, no pills, no, none of that to do it. We mm -hmm. use 
food. Food is how I changed my lifestyle. Um, You don't have to be a vegan. You don't have to be a vegetarian, but you have to put food in your body that your body knows what to do with it. And that has been how I've been able to basically turn back the hands of time. And that's the way I feel like I have turned back the hands of time. Yeah, right. thanks, thanks to my daughter, honestly. <laughs> she was truly responsible for me turning back the hands of time where people used to say before we look like sisters. Now they don't even say we look like twins. <laughs> yeah, y'all definitely look like y'all are related. Um, So daughter, Jasmine, mm-hmm. Tia. Yeah. Thank you for joining. Um, And so how was it that you got into, well, first of all, tell us a little bit about you, your background and how you got into um, the lifestyle change that your mom was speaking of. Okay. So a little bit about me. Um, I am uh, in my early twenties. I'm almost 24 and I always love like beauty and health and all those type of things. Mm. Well, I had a journey that I was put on by God, um, was diagnosed with four different autoimmune diseases that basically took over my life and took it away in a sense. And um, the medical route just wasn't for me. We did not find much relief during that route over a couple of years. So I literally was at a hopeless state of mind. And Mm -hmm. I was like, I'm willing to try anything. And next best thing was holistic, the holistic approach. And I tried it, I did it, and I was like, hey, I like this. It worked. And I'm healthier than ever. Okay. Awesome. So if you don't mind, what for um, Mm -hmm. immune um, diseases were you diagnosed with? I was diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis, Hashimoto thyroiditis, fibromyalgia, and ankylosing spinalitis which all of them basically cause chronic pain, chronic fatigue, and chronic inflammation, all of those good things for bad things. <laughs> yeah. And one thing, she, she downplays a lot of it because, mm-hmm. she, but I like to paint this vision. Jazz was 23 and she was walking with a cane. 22. Yeah, 22 and walking with a cane. So right. that's to tell you the, the, the depth of the pain that she was in. Mm-hmm. where she couldn't even hold her own body weight up or yeah. she couldn't even, her, her joints wouldn't support her mm-hmm. that she had to walk assisted. I mean, like right now she has a, she, she has a, a, a handicap, or mm-hmm. a handicap plate. On I am um, technically mm-hmm. permanently disabled. disabled because wow. of her autoimmune diseases. Mm-hmm. And they, they are not like gone. They still sit there. They sit there in the, the deep, the deep end. And the minute she would change her lifestyle, oh, they're going to let her know she's still here. Hey, I'm still mm-hmm. here. I'm waiting on you to come back to the dark side. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And that's and why I wanted you to list them because, um, you know, especially in this pandemic where they say that this is one, there's no cure to hmm. um, those things have been around for years. And for you to be diagnosed with all four of them at such a young age, a lot of times people think of rheumatoid arthritis as being, you know, somebody, you know, some older person in their 60s or 70s. That, like anything else, has no age on it. Through my journey um, of just going to doctor's offices and hospitals whenever stuff happened, it was like, they'll look at my chart and be like, 
Are you sure you meant to put rheumatoid arthritis? Are you sure you meant to put this? Are you're so young? I'm like, I'm sure. I know what I was diagnosed with. Just wow. because I'm young does not mean that I can't have these diseases. And unfortunately, I've had many things that are supposed to be for older people. Yeah. I've mm -hmm. been diagnosed with things as young as 12 that were supposed to be for older people. Wow. Yeah. Through, through our journey, what I've been just been there from the day she was born. Now that I can look back on everything and I know that her body is sensitive. Very sensitive. Mm -hmm. Very sensitive. So people that suffer with rheumatoid arthritis, fibromyalgia, any one of those autoimmune diseases that results in chronic pain, your body is sensitive to the food, is sensitive to the toxins, is sensitive to the medicine that you're putting in your body. It mm -hmm. doesn't doesn't react the same way. So exactly. I can take some of the same medicine she take and nothing will happen to me. That wow. same stuff will tear her insides because her insides are sensitive. And it will wow. put me on bed rest. Yes. Wow. So, so it's not that there's something broken. It's just sensitive and we need to take care of it. It's like, you know, when you have allergies, mm -hmm. you have to take precaution when you have allergies. It's the mm -hmm. same thing. Your insides are sensitive. You have to take precautions. You can come on top of it. You can come out of this. You can. You just have to protect yourself and do the right things to, to create the environment for your body to heal itself. And then once it heals itself, it knows what to do. Right. And so that, that means that you have to know um, your body. You yes. You have to be in tune with your body. And I know when um, people used to say that when I was growing up, Okay, this is the look I give them because, oh, hit them old people go again, talking crazy. But it is so true because had you not become aware of that and taken notes from that and made adjustments, you know, you would be in a worse situation than what you are now. So when you when you started on your holistic journey, um, first of all, anybody want to give a de definition of holistic? So... My definition of holistic is basically natural. Anything that um, you're doing naturally to heal yourself is more on the holistic path. Anything that God has created um, from this earth and it's not been manipulated by man is genuinely from the holistic path of medicine. Right. Awesome. And I ask that because, again, my experience when I first started hearing the word holistic, it was like, Right. Let me just say I'm a skeptic from the beginning. So I have to do my own research before I, I might consider to think about venturing off into something. So, you know, but but the way that that media had um, brought about, you know, would talk about um, uh, Lillian Marie said great definition. Thanks, Lillian. Um, holistic anything was like. Yeah, the Christ, you know, you don't want to do that. Well, if they were in the medical field, no, they don't want you to do no, that. They don't want to do it exactly. Marketing. Yeah, Marketing. because the medical field is goo gobs of money. It's a multi what trillion dollar industry, and they don't want you to um be or live a, a holistic life or eat um clean, as some people say, right? Right. So um when you got started, that's been how many years ago? Um, when I got started with my pain journey or with just the yeah. holistic life in general? The holistic life. I could say I've gotten started probably the end of 2019 is okay. when I just 
full force went on and changed everything. Now, right. throughout the time of me being sick, um, it was a few years and, uh, I would do little things because I knew that food has something to do with it. So I'll do mm-hmm. little things like the green smoothies or I'll stop eating sugar or I'll limit my meats. So I was mm-hmm. doing those things. But as far as me being very strict with myself to actually let allow that to be my only form of healing, it mm-hmm. was late last year, around November, right. the beginning of so, November. So it hasn't been a quite, it hasn't been a full year yet. No, no. Was literally literally three months mm-hmm. after two years of dealing with doctors and pain medicines Over and a, two years. Just plenty of years. And literally three months of changing the lifestyle and creating that environment. Yeah. It she, was night and day. Night and day. She got rid of that cane in two weeks. Two weeks. Oh, that and that was my next question. How long did it take for you to see uh, a difference in your body? Very- it was very soon. As soon as I started implementing the things that I needed to do, it was like, oh, this don't hurt as bad. Oh, mm-hmm. I can bend my arm. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can get up. Yeah. And so just like she said, around two weeks, I was able to have those type of feelings. And then it just kept going and going and going. And I just started doing more and more things because mm-hmm. I lost mobility, a lot of mobility Um, before this, like worldwide quarantine i was mm-hmm. on my own like seven month quarantine mm-hmm. at home just at home couldn't do anything stuck in the wow. bed mm-hmm. wow and so what are some of the things that you eat because a lot of times when people say or people think you know you got to eat clean because trust me i was looking at your at, at miss latisa's body and i was like man listen in my dreams one day when i grow up i'm gonna have a body like that but what i gotta do to get Right. And then when people say eat clean, it's like, okay, so I got to eat the grass outside. I can only eat carrots. I can't eat, you know, I'm a carnivore by heart. Like Mm -hmm. I don't, I've gotten to the point where I don't have to have meat all the time, but it is, you know, strongly. So I feel you. I'm a carnivore at heart too. I don't like leaves as I used to call them. Lettuce is leaves to me. Vegetables is grass to me. Mm -hmm. I don't like none of that stuff. And Mm -hmm. so when it comes to me eating, I literally eat the same thing that other people eat, just Mm -hmm. very clean. And what I mean by very clean, it just doesn't have, it does not have all the bad things that have been put into our food to commercialize them Mm -hmm. over time. It doesn't have those things. I call it bougie food is what I like to say. I come from a two-parent household, you know, healthy living and all of that type of stuff. <laughs> but I still eat meat. I still eat pasta, the rice, all of the things that they tell you not to eat. I still eat and I love to eat. I can't eat vegetables. I still can't eat vegetables. I don't like them. I gag on vegetables. And I was able to still do this holistic lifestyle and this holistic journey with having all those limitations. I'm a picky eater. Like like you, I'm a carnivore. I like meat. I was a meat baby. I spit up pea, pea baby food. I didn't like yeah. none of that stuff. And, and one of the things that we learned, uh, Mimi, that the way that she had to heal her body, she needed the nutrients from the vegetables. She mm-hmm. needed them. Her body required them. That's what was required to heal. But as she said, she didn't like to eat vegetables. So I told her, if you're not going to eat them, then you have to juice them. And that's when we started. Well, she started juicing. I was already juicing, but she started juicing and realized it wasn't as difficult as possible to get the healing nutrients in her body. 
in juicing. In juicing. So if you don't eat vegetables, you juice them. And we're not just talking about vegetables where, you know, like when we grew up on cabbage and collard greens and yes. the and they would cook down and then they put all the fat inside of it and they taste really, really good. Well, when you cook your vegetables, you're cooking, you're cooking, you're um, killing the nutrients inside of them. So that. stuff that's healing, that's meant to heal you and repair mm -hmm. you, you're killing it. Hmm. So in order to get the, the live stuff, there's one that heals you. We juice them. So we juice to heal. That's what we juice for. We juice okay. to heal our bodies from what the food damage has done to them, what the medical industry has done to them, what toxics in the air has done to them. We heal our insides. And when you heal your insides, all that excess stuff just drops off. question because um i know my um my uh trainer uh yeah the first time he told me no meat i was like so so um, i don't eat meat, but she does and she's every small, day and she's smaller than me every i day. saw that i saw i was like yeah, you missed out before and after pictures right i sent them to you Yes, yes, and we will be showing those throughout the show because, um, and then also, um, I want to talk about uh, the uh, I tried it right, yeah, uh, I tried some of the juicing because I was like, you know, I've always wanted to try it, but for me, I thought it had to be certain things. Um, but uh, you, you did allow me to that's nice. Who is this? That's Jasmine. Me. Wow. Oh, those are me. The first one in 2018 was um, I was in pain, but I didn't have no diagnosis yet. So this was like that September is probably a couple months before my official diagnosis mm -hmm. of um, a couple of my um, autoimmune diseases. And then wow. that's me now. now. Wow. And how long did you spend in the gym? Oh, I didn't even go to the gym. I haven't been to the gym in like two years. Somebody got jokes. No, she's no, serious. I'm serious. <laughs> no, that's wow. That's yeah. that's right up the alley of for a whole bunch of people, right? Exactly. Exactly. It's 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 to been know that you can go to your kitchen. Yes. And, and you know, put together what you have to what you can or you know what's needed to um to uh, be healthy, you know, to rid yourself of the toxins. And we talked about that uh, in person, Miss Latisa, you and I, um, and, and some people don't realize or don't think about it because mm -hmm. we're so much into the groove of things or the grind of things. We don't realize that when you go to the grocery store and get uh, bell peppers and apples and, you know, those things that aren't organic, um, they are mass produced. Yes. Which means, um, Oftentimes they got some type of chemicals on them from being out in the crop, being out in the, you know, they have all those things. And yes, they're probably rinsed off or you may rinse them off before you eat them. But understand those items were grown with those chemicals. So the chemicals are embedded in the food. Exactly. Right? So um, it's always best to, if you can have your own garden go back to that but if not to um and sometimes i wonder if some of the stuff that they say is organic is 
Um, but it's always best to, uh, if affordable, to do exactly that, get the, uh, partake in the organic items. So what are some of the things that you juice? So no, you gave me, um, I think you said you gave me the Mardi Gras. I gave I gave you what was uh, called our crawdaddy. It's this red cabbage. It's uh -huh. red cabbage, um, carrots, and an apple. That was the big one I gave you. And okay. then you two smaller samples. One was a beets. Beets was the primary one. And the other one was spinach and kale in it. So mm -hmm. I, I generally, or we generally stick to 85% vegetables when we juice. Because okay. that's where all the healing power at. Okay. We eat fruit. Fruit is not a problem. We can eat fruit raw. It's just eating vegetables raw, which has always been a challenge. So that's why we juice the ones that we don't eat. And we only use an apple to sweeten it. That's it. Just and then an apple. The flavors when you juice them is actually different from a lot of the flavors that we know um, associated to that mm -hmm. vegetable. Mm -hmm. So I can eat spinach raw. Now I don't have to juice it. I can just eat the spinach raw. It's probably the only vegetable I can do. But when I cook spinach, I cannot eat it. It's disgusting. But I can just eat the raw leaf of a spinach. I love spinach. So it has different tastes. So yeah. a lot of people with juicing, they think of the taste of the vegetable that they're used to eating, but it actually has a different taste mm -hmm. because it's uncooked, it's untouched, and it's right. natural form is actually what you're tasting. Right. There are okay. some vegetables that are sweet. Um, there are some vegetables that are actually sweet in taste, mm -hmm. but you won't know until you try them. And and I would juice with us group. We kind of sh we share a lot of different recipes. Um, where somebody says, "Hey, this is um this tastes good." Well, we'll try it. And he's serious. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, we generally stick to the same vegetables all the time, just because we 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 juice to heal. That's it. So we don't experiment too much. Mm -hmm. We like to heal. We keep our insides good. If our insides are good, our body is going to be good. So, right. and, and when you juice in a lot of different recipes, you have to go to the store a lot. Oh, okay. Yeah. Different ingredients. But if you stick to like a core set, like we have a core five or six of different recipes of different measurements. Some may have more, more, more greens and less carrots. And then the next one may have more carrots, but less greens, but it's still the same ingredients. So I don't have to go to the store all the time. Mm -hmm. If I don't have it in my garden out back, I have to go to the store to get it. Oh, okay. So um, in answering to um, uh, Michael's um, question, how does he get down? Um, how do I get it down? Uh, well, I read it wrong. But anyway, if somebody were interested in um, getting into the group, you said you have a Facebook group, mm -hmm. um, where would they go to get into that? So all you do is go on Facebook and type in juice with us and the group will pop up. And then it will have everything. Basically, we talk about everything. You have people commenting funny videos, commenting recipes, commenting everything about juicing. And we do monitor group to keep it solely juicing. So we don't have a bunch of different um, ads and stuff going on. We like to keep it straight juicing and you can find literally everything you need there. Yeah. There's also a free ebook we have there where we basically help you to get started on which <laughs> what type of thing, what type of juicer to buy. We even give you the first two recipes of your juicer. Um, and that's just basically support. If you have a question, 
we will help you through your juicing journey. And everyone in the group is pretty good at helping you through the juicing journey. Okay, yeah. awesome. Yeah. And, and go ahead. The um I I actually uh you know the big one you gave me, I was looking at it like that's a lot. And I remember when you gave it to me, you were like, it's not that bad. You're going to love it. And I'm thinking, mm, okay, baby. Okay. I got you. And it was the last one I did because we, we did the three day thing. So, okay. um, but that first one, I think I was the beets. Okay. And I, I remember telling you that beets to me smell like dirt. Yes. Yes. The juice was good. I will not lie. All of them were absolutely wonderful. Awesome. Thank you, Michael. Um, uh, and I really, it, it, it tastes different because remember I told you I was doing, uh, I drink uh, the beet, ginger, and apple that I get from uh, HEB. Um, but the one that you have, totally different taste, a lot mm -hmm. lighter. Mm -hmm. um, still smell like somebody went outside and pulled the beet out the dirt. But it's a root vegetable. It was good. And that's what I look for. Um, and that was always a concern of mine was what it was going to taste like. Do I have to pinch my nose before I drink it? You know, do I have to stuff my nose with cotton balls before I drink it? Like, do I have to hold my breath? But that was actually, go ahead. A lot of times when I first got into juicing, I had to do what I know how to do best and use a shot glass. Yes! Literally with shots of juice. Literally, literally. And that's how I got it down for the first like month of me juicing because I was like, nope, it's not nasty, but it's not tasty to mm -hmm. me. Mm -hmm. Um, now and plus we perfected our recipes, but at first I was just like, oh my god, I just gotta get it down. So I would yeah. get a shot glass, sit there, take a shot. Okay, done with that shot, get another, take a shot until it was gone. And yeah. that's how I got my juices now. Now I can just drink it out the cup. Mm -hmm. But beforehand, I could only shot it. So I'm so excited you said that for several reasons. And one, because when I saw the, the small one that you gave me, the two small ones, that's what it reminded me of. And I was like, a shot glass. I can do this. Thank you. And, and and it's great that you said it because oftentimes people think they just got when you go in you got to go and get the you know regular eight ounce glass. No, do what you know. Sometimes you have to trick your psyche or your your body or whatever into things in order to make it stick. Because oftentimes if you go cold turkey, that'll be one of those ones. Well, okay, I got you for a couple of days. If I make it that far and that's it. So the fact that you said you know uh, break it down into what you can take mm -hmm. shot glasses are a lot smaller they're a lot more you know uh, manageable when it comes to looking at it and thinking i can't do that versus it's mm -hmm. only a shot i can do that even if you're not a drinker a shot glass is not that big right no, so um that's great just get it started as long as I mean, you get it started it is you have to reprogram your subconscious Mm -hmm. because the marketing industry has bamboozled us with a lot of the information that they told us was good for us. Great money, lots of money have been put behind it. So it's like you have to retrain the way you think and the way you see food. Yeah. Uh, juicing really healthy for all, especially the medical. I don't juice, I don't eat organic, but I also don't eat live to eat, live to eat. I eat to live, which is eating in moderation. I've never had or not had any health issues. 
praise God. So when it comes to it's juicing really healthy for mm -hmm. everyone, it depends on what you're juicing, just because some vegetables do have um, reactions with certain medications if you are taking medications because you're mm -hmm. sick. So you do have to be more careful when it comes to juicing on medication. But if you're solely holistic, as long as you know what you have and do the proper research on your vegetables that does not cause any like issues with whatever is wrong with you. Like with me, I have a thyroid disease. I have to limit as much kale that I use because kale will cause a reaction with my thyroid. So it just wow. depends on having the is having the knowledge of knowing when to juice, how to juice it, and what to juice. Right. And when it comes to just juicing, you're adding juices into your everyday life. So it's not like you're replacing it in front of a meal. No, you're adding it with your everyday life. If you're going to do a juice detox, if you are sick like people like me, we do have to wait until we build up our immune system to be able to do a juice detox. So that's good. Um, <clears throat> I forgot my question. <laughs> well, that was a very good question that she had. And, and, and we do advise everybody to juice it their way. So you have to have a why for juicing. You have to have a why for juicing. So if you're juicing to reduce your blood pressure, mm -hmm. drink juices, that's going to help reduce your blood pressure. You know, if you're juicing because you have chronic migraine, you have migraine headaches, you juice for that reason. Mm -hmm. So that's why we really don't tell people how to juice mm -hmm. unless you are a client of ours. And then we will coach you through not only the juicing process, but we'll coach you through the clean eating process. So as you are healing your body, you're shedding the weight because we're teaching you how to eat. We're getting you on a holistic journey, helping you change that mindset of the way you see food, showing you what is really good and what don't even touch. Mm -hmm. And all of it is a process, like just like with the shot glasses, with the juices, I had to trick my mind to do the clean eating and eat the foods that were required by me to make sure I get healthy. Um, at the beginning, like I did not like spinach and now I can eat it. I would mm -hmm. have to wrap my spinach in a little cheese ball to eat the spinach. That's what I had to do to get it down. So it's like, you got to do, you gotta do it. So whenever it comes to, you know, if you can do it, if you not do it, what's good for you? Don't look at, don't compare yourself to how other people no. do their health journey or how other people can easily do this. Mm -hmm. I had, I videoed myself when I first <laughs> did my health journey and I can't eat an avocado. I smelled it. I licked it. I was like, eh, I cannot do it. That's so right. Somebody else, they could just eat an avocado straight out the little shell, like it's nothing. And it's like, I'm like, dang, I went, but I had to realize, like, I'm not them. I don't have a taste palette. They mm -hmm. haven't been through. I've been through. They mm -hmm. have grew up on the same foods that I grew up on. Mm -hmm. So it's like eating how you eat to get nutrients that you need. Right. So when it comes to having your journey, it's not on how somebody else did it, how easy somebody else did it. It's basically what's good for you. And mm -hmm. you make ways to get it down. That's it. Mm -hmm. and, and so it, it really brings to light staying in your own lane. You have to stay in your own lane when it comes to um, being on this type of journey. Because like you said, everybody's reaction is different. Everybody's palates are different. Everybody, there we go. Yes. <laughs> this is the one that was in the stove time. I said, I ain't want to try that out. I don't want to. Well, really you said, what was it that brought you to the store? I think you said um, it was just. You were just driving by or something. Yeah, I was driving by and I saw um, someone put some balloons out and I live in a neighborhood and I'm like, okay, let me just go and I'll go and do my errands and on my way back, I'll just stop into the store. Mm -hmm. And that's what I stopped into the store. And y'all, I was not sick. 
I like I said, I don't have a sensitive body, but everything that she was doing to heal her body, I adopted it as well. And when mm-hmm. I adopted it, I healed parts of my body that I didn't even know was sick because I had like knee pain, I had ankle pain, and I had back pain. I just chalked it up to me getting older. Mm. You know, arthritis is setting in because I actually went to, um, I'm a veteran, so I went to the VA hospital because I'm thinking, okay, all all that junk I did in the military, maybe my knee is finally catching up with me. Right. Went there, they said, oh no, you're just getting arthritis, it's just degenerative. I'm like, okay. Hmm. No, it wasn't. It had nothing to do with that. Nothing to do with that. And it's just once I changed my lifestyle and the way I ate, that weight just melted off. And I was happy in that size. Mm -hmm. I'm a nice size 12 in there. When I tell you I was happy with my size, I was happy with my size. Wow. And I'm even happier now, though. (laughs) Listen, I would be too. (laughs) I am not complaining. I'm not complaining about the size that I am now. The weight just melted off. Um, my body said it had no use for it anymore. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it really wow. did. It had no use. And for oftentimes, it. I'm glad you brought that up because oftentimes, because uh, I remember hearing this some time ago, um, our body, that's a reaction to trying to uh, adjust is the gaining of the weight. Mm-hmm. Um our body gains weight and holds stuff. So, um, like you said, your body didn't need it anymore. So it let it go. Yeah. I'm ready for mine to do some letting go. You ready for it to let go, girl? Be careful it. what you say, though, because I was at a point in time. I'm like, dang, stop melting. I just kept melting and melting. I was skipping <laughs> sizes. Yes. I literally skipped the size eight. I'm like, I went from a 10 to a six. Wow. Oh my gosh, stop. I just. It's too much for me right now. So be careful what you wish for when you go on this journey. I can safely, I'll look still like a regular person as long as I don't get to a 10. I've been a 10 before and it looked like my head was too big for my body. And and that's what I, that was my fear as well. But when you are healthy inside, you're going to be healthy on the outside because you're doing it naturally. There is no, no toxins, no medicine that's taking it. No, there's none of that. Cause I was, I was concerned about that too. And I was like, let me know if I start looking sick. Let me know if I start looking sick. I've right. never, I've never looked sick. Nice. But yeah. Never, never felt sick or anything. I just feel very, very healthy. And one of our other clients, I sent you her before and after picture. She was, she used to always tell us I'm coming for y'all. I'm coming for y'all. Yes. When she got there, she was like, I didn't really think I was going to get there. <laughs> you, said you, was coming. you said you was coming. So join the club. Join the club. Yeah. Because on, on that, my picture, I was a comfortable size 12, as I said. And on the picture in the black, I'm a comfortable four, six. Wow. Really? I'm a, okay. That's our client. She said she was a size 16. She's a 16 on the left and she's an eight on the right. And if you see that is seven months of working with us. Wow. And she followed the program. I ain't gonna say to the T because she lives in New Orleans. So sometimes, boy, you know, we have to break that mindset. Sometimes she needed a little bit because it was hard being around all that good tasting and smelling food. Yes. But Thanks. she got right back on because it had been become a part of her lifestyle. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that actually happened to a friend of mine um, before he passed away. He was a, a vegetarian and um, he didn't juice a lot, but he did do some. Um, and whenever he would step outside of that, because he had gotten so used to it, mm-hmm. and eat regular food, you know, or the stuff that 
I normally would eat, he would always get sick and his body would be like, so, you know, we don't do that, right? Yep. Your yeah. body will let you know it. Yeah. So um, let's discuss, or I'm going to let you discuss, um, because I remember when I asked you, uh, when you said juicing, I said, oh, okay. Um, I can't even think of the word now. What was the word I used? And you said, uh, that's not the same. Oh, you said, um, I think you said blending. blending. Yeah. You said I have. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm pretty sure, Jasmine, you've seen this facial expression on her probably for another reason. But when I said, oh, okay, so I can blend it. And she was like, that's no, not. like, oh my God, that's not the same. So explain to us uh, the difference between the two. So juicing and blending, they're, they're different. They're done with different machines. Um, yes, you can create juice out of a blender, certain types of blenders, but you have to go and do some extra stuff to extract the juice from what you've blended. And, also mm -hmm. separate the and then you have to separate the fiber to just get the juice. Well, juicer is just the juice. What it does, it takes the vegetables, the produce, whatever you put in there, and it extracts the insoluble fiber from it and leaves you just with the juice and the soluble fiber. That's it. But when you blend, what you're doing, you're cutting up the fiber inside of, of the, um, with the juice. So you're cutting it up versus pressing it and just extracting the juice. And then another difference when it comes to juicing versus blending, you actually preserve more live enzymes mm -hmm. in your juice when you're using an actual juicer. The heat from the blender that is happening because it is rotating so quickly, it kills some of those live enzymes. So juicing is a more concentrated version for you. And if you're healing, you want to heal some of that damage, you want to juice. You want to have as many live enzymes as possible. Yeah. And another difference, um, a lot of people tend to get this one confused. Another difference between juicing and blending is blending can act as a meal replacement yes. because it has fiber in it. Juicing okay. is not a meal replacement. The only time you want to go without eating with juicing is if you're doing a juice detox to where you're only doing like juice and water. But that's, again, for people who have immune systems that can handle that. Not everyone can do a juice detox off the bat. So meal replacement is blending, not meal replacement is juicing. juicing. And a ton of people get that confused. So I definitely want to make sure I said that. Yeah, and I'm glad you did because um, I was one of those um, that didn't want to uh, juice because I thought it was the same as blending, meaning the meal replacement end of it. Um, and was like, so yeah, I like to eat. I like to eat too. And my body um, shows it. <laughs> and so, yeah, how is that going to work? And I've often thought about that because I haven't seen, and maybe because I didn't really do in-depth uh, research on it because of my thoughts on it, mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> anybody really break down the difference and explain when they talk about juicing on the infomercials. And I guess because they only have so long of a time to talk. Um, I haven't seen anybody break it down that way to where people understand, like you said, blending, meal replacement, juicing is an addition. Yes. Mm -hmm. It's just a way to get your raw fruits and vegetables. Okay. That's if you're not going to eat a whole plate full of raw carrots, raw, raw, carrots spinach. raw spinach, raw kale, raw collard greens, raw mustard greens. If you can't eat raw stuff, then juice them. Mm -hmm. And well, most people don't eat raw. No, no, <laughs> no. I'm one of them. But that's where all the nutrients are at in the raw. Wow. 
Interesting. And I'm, I'm de- look, I'm definitely uh, wanting to, uh, and I'm pretty sure we're going to be in touch because I'm, I'm going to be in the group with Michael because I don't know if his gut is more holistic than mine, but um, yeah. And and I enjoyed the, the, the samples that you gave me. So that was a lot for me was always trying to figure out what is it going to taste like? What is it going to smell like? Um, is it going to, you know, make me cross that? Like you said, some people have different reactions to different stuff, but I pretty much eat everything with the exception of what I'm allergic to. Um, how hard was it for you? Uh, and I know you said you were juicing already, mm-hmm. um, Tisa, but to adapt fully the change when you were seeing or looking at the changes that were happening with uh, Jasmine once she started. So for me, it wasn't too difficult to start juicing or to adapt because I was just trying to help Jasmine out. Everything that I was doing was to help her because I couldn't do anything about the pain. And it was like, I'm just watching her and I was helpless. So I'm researching, I'm finding, I'm finding holistic practitioners. I'm watching documentaries. I'm doing everything. And so as I'm doing all this research, I start implementing the stuff myself because I'm like, I can't tell you to do something that I'm not willing to do with you. Mm -hmm. So that was my way of saying, come on jazz. I'm going to do this with you. Let's get on this holistic bandwagon. Actually been trying to get me on the holistic life. But I was like, I'm not ready to give up everything I like. Mm -hmm. I wasn't ready. And it wasn't until I literally got into a hopeless state of mind that I was just meant to be sick. I could not see past the next day, like literally crying every day just because of what my situation was. That's when I was like, whatever i'll do whatever it takes and that's literally what i did when i went to the doctor she told me what i had to do i only had one requirement she said i don't care and i did whatever she wanted now, me to do ask her what her requirement was i was just gonna say do i want to know can we put that on air we're gonna ask what her requirement was okay, okay. So my requirement was marijuana um, it was the only thing that like numbed me enough to pretend, basically. Um, being in chronic pain 24-7, you become very irritable. You become very mad at the world. Just not a good person because you just in so much pain. It's literally your body fighting itself. And then with you not knowing anything about it, the doctor's telling you this is just your body your body is just fighting itself. That's all that is. And there's nothing that's going to happen. It's just always going to be that way. Mm-hmm. It was just like, man, look, I just need to numb everything, the pain, the mental pain, everything. And yeah. to be able to function on it like a regular person. And that's what it did for me. I was able to do everything. Like it even got to a point to when I was working, cause I did have to stop working. But when I was working, my boss, I had to tell them, like, look, the only way I'm going to be able to work is if I smoke. Um, I was an esthetician. Well, I am an esthetician. So and I'm an eyelash extension specialist. And I would. <laughs> yeah. And so doing tedious work with tweezers directly close to someone's eye. And there was points to where my hand will lock up. Literally, I'm like this with the tweezers. My hand will lock and I have to struggle to open my hand. And that put me in a very bad place, too, because, like, I'm a teacher of eyelash extensions. I was a master stylist. Like, it was nothing for me to do eyelash extensions. But for me to, like, freeze up to the point to where I couldn't move, I'm like, look, 
this is the only way I'm going to be able to come to work. Mm-hmm. If y'all want me to work and it was like, okay, as long as you don't smell like it, as long as you don't act like it, as long as you don't look like it, mm-hmm. you know, it's for medical purposes. I say, yeah, I'm only doing this because I can't function anymore. And they was like, okay, just as long as I get no complaints. And I was able to work for about another month and a half. Mm-hmm. And then after that, it was just too, too much because wow. it just kept getting worse and, and worse, worse and, and worse. worse. Mm-hmm. But my doctor told me I can keep that. And she was like, it's not going to help you. It's only going to numb me. I said, that's all I need because I trust this right now. I lost all trust in doctors, all trust in medicine. Like mm-hmm. I said, I was very hopeless. And that's the only thing I trusted with my that for my body to keep me functioning. Mm-hmm. And she was like, yeah, I'm fine with it. I said, cool. And I'll do whatever you want me to do. You want me to do what? Take out this, take out that. Okay, that's fine. Mm-hmm. And just so you all know, she took out what she had to take out to heal. Mm-hmm. But after she healed her body, she was able to incorporate a lot of the things that she put on time out. Mm-hmm. She was able to incorporate them back in her body. Yeah, and so, so like one of the things I couldn't do is I couldn't have tomatoes and sugar. And the reason I got tomatoes is just because it has sugar in it. And so a lot of foods, especially being from New Orleans, um, we do a lot of tomato-based recipes. Mm -hmm. And that's basically how I cook is a lot of New Orleans food. And I had to learn how to do everything without tomatoes. And I'm just like, man. Granted, it was good because I know how to cook. But it was a struggle. And now I'm able to cook all my tomato foods. But I actually don't really want them as much the things that i had to take out to heal myself i don't even want them that much unless i just start eating them eating them just because they're there Mm -hmm. then my body's gonna create a want and a a fake need for what it is but Mm -hmm. i don't even care to have a lot of the things that i used to eat or that i had to take out and we eat pizza hamburgers yeah you know we eat we eat that that steak he was talking about you couldn't Well, you the, I don't eat it, but yeah, but still, mm-hmm. you only have to do that for three months, three at a minimum three months until your body heals itself. Mm-hmm. And only you know when you, you're ready to move to the next stage. You okay. know, you're done. You, 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 you're looking, you're good at looking at the mirror and say, yeah, I like her. Mm-hmm. I, I, I like her. I'm good. Mm-hmm. Only you know when that is. You know, but we always tell our clients, just give us three months. And they look at like three months. You mean I can't do this? I can't do this. I said, let me tell you this. You give us three months. We're giving you back the rest of your life. That's it. Three months. That's it. Yeah, give up something to get it. Yeah, I literally have my life back. Literally. On every aspect of life, I have that back. And, and more. Some. Yeah. And some. Do you Have you been to, um, um, we'll get to your, uh, well, have you been to a doctor uh, since? Um, a medical doctor? Mm-hmm. Okay, so let me tell you about the medical doctor experience. Because <laughs> um, this was, I got my issues with medical doctors. So I took her away from her rheumatologist because we had to make that choice. The rheumatologist wanted to put her on more medicine. After I told her I was doing better, after she seen that I was doing better, after the blood work said I was doing better, she said, okay, we're going to put you on more medicine to monitor it. And I'm like, Jazz, when we left the office, I said, Jazz, we got to make a choice. We got to either make do the medical route or we're going to go all full-blown holistic because we can't straddle the fence. They're going to mm-hmm. contradict each other because they're going to want to see the progress of the medicine. And we can't do that. And so she right. said, I want to go holistic. Fine. Stop that. Well, 
I still needed to get referrals so she can continue to do the chiropractic the, um, physical therapy. So I took her to her regular doctor, her primary care. I said, give her a total workup. I want her blood work. I want everything. And basically what I was looking for was her RA, her RA test results, her thyroid test results. I'm looking for all the things that they came back and said she was positive. Which, by the way, my doctor was questioning if I was even diagnosed with RA after being diagnosed by two different types of doctors. She was like, are you sure? Because these test results don't Came back show zero. RA. Or zero. There was, there wasn't even on the scale. That's Nothing. Right. It shows like she's never been sick because of the healing work that she had done. And he's like, OK, he wouldn't give us another referral to the physical therapist unless we go back to the rheumatologist. I'm like, but she's going to want to put us on medicine. He's like, well, that's the only way I give you a referral. So wait a minute. You see her test results. You see there is nothing, but you still saying I need to go back to a rheumatologist because she had a test result that said she was positive, even though it's showing negative now. Mm. And I'm like, okay, we have to go to a total different doctor and just get a total new workup and we will monitor with them and we won't even tell them you were sick. Yeah. Yeah. That's the only way we're going to get a non an unbiased opinion because right now her medical records are like this thick of all the years that she's been sick. Okay. <laughs> of all the years she has been sick and that the medicine that has been putting in her body. Mm -hmm. Of all the years. It wasn't working. Okay, no. So Miss Iris has a question. If a person is pleased with themselves, eat fresh veggies, fruit and steamed food, and have no health issues, is there a need to juice? No. No. She's good. She's taking in all the nutrients she needs. Her body's not reacting to anything negatively. She's good. You don't have to do nothing else. Her routine works for her body, so she's good. Yeah. That's awesome. Juicing That's awesome. is mainly for people who don't get the necessary nutrients. Um, nutrients, and that's most of us who most people don't eat raw. So that's where a lot of juicing comes into play. Mm -hmm. Nice. Let's see where we are on time. Oh, awesome. Okay. So um, the next Alva, we are going to talk about um, new beginnings. Yes. Because somebody on here has one. Well, actually, both of y'all, because that was a new beginning for you too, Jasmine, uh, going from uh, diving deep into... Um, the holistic route to heal yourself. Um, and then for Miss Letissa, Miss <clears throat> Shy, <laughs> uh, you got some things going on that um, are, I, I remember you saying that were new for you, right? Yes, yes. I'm stepping into a new world. Um, I've been um, employed with Corporate America for the last 20 plus years working in IT. And because of Ms. Rona, she has ended that for me. And I've made the decision that I will not be going back into corporate America right away. I am going to pursue my gift and let my gift take care of me. Nice. And I have discovered my gift a few years ago. And I've just been, you know, I've been straddling the fence. Mm -hmm. I've been in corporate America and I'm dipping and dabbling in my gift, taking mm -hmm. my time, just putting everything in place. And... My husband would always tell me, he said, Latisa, corporate America is holding you back. Wow. Once you let corporate America go, you're going to soar. And I'm like, uh, 
I, I, I like the I like the consistency. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like the security. I like the steadiness mm-hmm. of corporate America. Like when I was sick. Yes, I like that as corporate America. But you know what? Like I said in the beginning, it's not going as planned, but it's going as is designed. Mm-hmm. And it is designed right now for me to share my gift with the world. And so I'm starting a new journey. I am a, I'm a grief coach. And my journey started about huh, nine and a half years ago when my son was murdered. Wow. Um, he was murdered and that took me on a very dark path, a mm-hmm. very, very dark path. And it took me a while to come back from that. But when I did make the decision to do something different, like Jazz made that decision to, to try the holistic route, mm-hmm. I made the decision to do something different. I discovered my gift to inspire and to help people to heal. And so I have chosen to launch a new TV show called Overcoming and Becoming that will be airing next month. And it's really going to be about helping America helping those that are, have access to the show to heal some of the wounds of the past. Nice. Because when you heal the wounds of the past, it allows you to become the person, the woman, a man that you were created to be. That's it. That's it. It's just the wounds are covering it up. The wounds are covering up your gift. The wounds, limiting beliefs, all that stuff is being covered up. And when you heal all of it, you get it off, baby, you get to shine and your light just shine as bright as it possibly can. And your gift is now impacting the world. And so that's my thing. I'm truly trying to impact the lives of others now with my gift. Awesome. I love it. So when you said you, um, it took you a while to come back, what was, um, hmm. Trying to see which question I want to ask first. What were some of the things that you that made you know? Okay, wait. I, I ventured into the dark side, and I I kind of don't want to be here. What mm-hmm. were some of the things that were going on, or that you were doing or not doing, that let you know that I, I don't want to do this? What was I? What was I doing? Basically, what I was not doing, I was not allowing myself to feel. That's what I wasn't doing. I was trying to avoid feeling that loss. I was trying to avoid the emptiness. I was trying to avoid the pain. So I kept myself distracted in any and everything that I can do. Mm -hmm. And it was easier to do that because I I love to dance. I'm a dancer. I'm a two-step. I'm a swinger. I'm a West Coaster. I danced my butt off. If I wasn't dancing, I was teaching dancing. If Mm -hmm. I wasn't teaching, I was competing in dance. So I had all types of things to keep me distracted. Mm -hmm. But baby girl decided she wanted to go to college. And when she went off to college and I was at home by myself, um, I lost interest in everything, even dancing. Mm-hmm. And so it's like that was my Rona back then. Mm-hmm. Wow. Sat with myself. And mm-hmm. I had to finally face it. And it was like I was just so tired of being sad. Mm-hmm. I was so tired of crying. I was so tired of being lost. And it's like I prayed and say, look. I need to do something different. Help me. Mm -hmm. And then the help just started coming to me because I asked, but I didn't ask before. Mm -hmm. I just didn't want to feel. And now I asked and what happened because I asked, I had to feel it. Yeah. Because you can't heal what you refuse to feel. That's it. That's it. It's it's just not possible. Um, And that goes back to what we were talking about earlier. When uh, you want something, you're going to have to give up something or something is going to have to be done in order for that transformation to take place. And that was a transformation. 
coming from the darkness back into the light, Carolyn. You know, that's a transformation. You got to cross a bridge. You have to do some things. So um, that's it. You can't heal what you refuse to feel. Um, and it's, it's it just has to be done. And I remember um, dealing with that when my brother passed. Uh, and then uh, what, six months, I think it was about six months after that, my best friend passed. Mm. And then uh, six months after that, the guy that I was dating passed. So it was like, bam, bam, bam. The numbness. I, yeah. I just don't. I don't yeah. want to think. I don't want to nothing. I don't want to know that I'm me. I don't nothing. I don't want none of that. And I dove into working. Yeah. Doing stuff, uh, do, the modeling, the everything, working behind the scenes. I was having behind the scenes. I was in this. I was over here doing that. I was doing that. And really, uh, that's when I when um, um, when I took my break that I just came back from. Uh, it was all of that that I didn't feel. Yes. Plus, yep. uh, what at that time was going on in my family, because I can't stand for my family to be in disarray. And it was at the bottom of the barrel, you know, at the top of the list of disarray. And I just couldn't take it. And it was like, OK, you know what? I got to shut down. I can't. Mm -hmm. um, and I had to do that. So, yeah, I've, I've definitely been there before. Um and still, and I'm the one that has has started. I even pushed my my mom and my brother to get um, uh, counseling because we never did. Um, right. My brother and my dad passed away a year apart, literally a year apart from each other, and nobody has said anything. Yeah. Oh, you know, they kind of tiptoe around it. We all do. Um, and so I was like, you know what, it's gotta be done, you know, because when you hold that in, you miss a lot of stuff and oh, then, yeah. like you said, yeah, it causes you to, to react a certain way. You know, you start getting angry, you start, you're tired all the time. Mm -hmm. I was, I was tired a lot, not just because I had my hands in a lot of stuff, but like mentally, I was mentally exhausted. Yeah. When you refuse to feel it, it gets stored in your body. Mm. And it, and it creates itself. It comes back as pain. It comes back as inflammation. It comes back as weight because we refuse to feel it. You have to allow yourself to feel. And what we've done over the years, I mean, and I was no different. A lot of the things that I was grieving for or was grieving at that time was not just his death. I was grieving from the time when I was a little girl, uh, the time when somebody made me feel a certain way, the time when the, my first baby daddy did something to me. You know, I'm grieving all the stuff that I've never grieved. Mm -hmm. It's just that now it's an avalanche, you yeah. know, it's a volcano. All of it comes up at once because mm -hmm. if you think they teach us everything, but they don't teach us how to grieve. And we're all going to grieve at yeah. one time or another. But you're never taught. So what happens when we experience those emotional losses, mm -hmm. we blow up and we're grieving everything at one time. And it can be overwhelming sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I felt. I felt overwhelmed and I felt like um, if I don't shut down, if somebody says something crazy to me, it's going to be on and popping and they were not mine. You know, it was just a whole bunch. And I knew it was like one of those, you know, uh -uh, let me let me go because I feel like I'm about to be. Out, taken outside of who I know I am. Mm -hmm. And so I had to go and readjust my mental. Um, and so let's talk about uh, counseling because you are a grief counselor. And like you said, you were grieving some stuff that happened from 
way back when that it what was more than just yes so let's talk about some of the different things that people can can um uh thank you can uh grieve from because a lot of times people think it has to be something major that you, you no. know, grieve from now so just let me clear up so i'm a grief coach not a counselor coach. so I'm, a therapist. Okay. I'm i'm a true coach and basically it's a big difference between a coach and a therapist mm -hmm. i basically it's catered to you and it's your journey not somebody else's journey it's mm -hmm. action plans that help you get through the next moment so mm -hmm. That's I just wanted to clear that up. Um, and what was the question now? Wait, I just want to speak on um, oh, some of the things you can grieve. The okay. woman who just posted grief can kill, kill you. you. Grief mm -hmm. almost killed me. Yeah. So um, very similar because my brother passed away. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't deal with a lot of the issues that I had. And yeah. I found myself, I shut down just like you just like most of us, uh, shut down to where I was not really who I was. I became kind of mean. I was always nice now, but I became mean, nice, nasty, um, nice, nasty. like you good mm -hmm. as long as you don't mess with me. If you mess with me, then you don't want that to happen. Any and I found one of the things I started being nasty to people in a way they didn't even realize I was being nasty to them. Mm -hmm. um, one of my issues were when I was about, because it happened when I was a freshman in um, high school, it was my junior year to my freshman year in college to where, or sophomore year to college, where I realized I was using guys for the emotional factor that I lacked because I did not want to feel my own emotions. And I didn't use them for all the things that most women use them for. I use them for their emotions. I wanted their emotions because I didn't have my own. I could not feel my own because it just was too much for me. And um, I wanted theirs. And then next thing you know, fast forward with me being sick. It's just like, man, I didn't deal with that issue. I thought I did, but I didn't. Mm -hmm. Didn't deal with that issue. And like grief, because I didn't feel nothing, I was so numb. My body made me feel it. Mm -hmm. The pain that I was feeling emotionally came out in my body mm -hmm. and it put me into that hopeless state to where I literally had to give my mother my prescription medications because I was prescribed very, very high narcotics, um, even to where Vicodin wouldn't do anything to me. Um, Vicodin, I'm sitting here up walking regular, like I ain't even take a pill. You know, that'll knock a lot of people out. Mm -hmm. and I was afraid that I would overdose. And I'm just like, man, all this because of grief. Grief that is unresolved. I was grieving my old life, grieving my brother, grieving just everything that has happened to me at a point in time. Yep. It was just like, oh my gosh. And I couldn't take the pain. I just yeah. could not take the pain mentally, physically. It was like, look, I really thought my days was coming to an end at a point in time. So it definitely can kill you. That yeah. is so yeah. true. Lisa, you are so right in your, your comment just now. You are so yeah. right. Grief grief is the cause of a lot of unfulfilled goals, desires, dreams. It is. It is the root. You know, a lot of people, they deal with the symptoms. But when you peel it all back, it's because they never really healed the wounds of the past. Mm -hmm. And like you say, what are some of those things that people don't heal? Because the, mis the biggest misconception of grief is that it only happens when somebody dies. Right. No, that's when we feel all the grief from all the years that we never grieved. Mm -hmm. 
You grieve from any time you lose something that you love, your innocence, you know, your your money, your job. Yeah. yeah, you if you love it, it's your responsibility to grieve it. You have a right to grieve what you've lost, mm-hmm. but most of us don't. We hold on to those emotions because we were taught to be strong. Mm-hmm. You know, even as a little kid, they tell you, shut up, stop crying. No, mm-hmm. you don't know what to do. That's what we were supposed to do. We were supposed to cry and allow that stuff to come out so those emotions don't get bottled up inside of us. That's it. We have to allow it out. No, and people don't realize that loss is way more than just death. Yeah. We feel it. We feel everything at death. Mm-hmm. I mean, because death is that's the circle of life. We live and yeah. then we die. It's the circle of life. We all going to die at one time or another. But throughout the years, there's a lot of life challenges that happen. Some some challenges, you know, they don't they're like a blimp on a radar. You barely see them. And then there was those ones that's going to take you down. And if you don't allow yourself to feel that loss of being down, what am I really losing? How am I really feeling? Who are you expressing your feelings to? It's going to hold you back in your growth. You're going to get stagnated. Mm-hmm. Stagnated. So if you want to move to the next level, you got to allow all your, you got to let yourself to let go of all that stuff. Yeah. Let go. Let go of the emotions. That's really what you're letting go of. You're letting go of the emotions, you know, because like when my son died, people was like, how are you going to let him go? You know, I thought that's what I was letting go. I thought I was letting my son go. That wasn't what I was letting go. I was letting go of the emotions that was holding me back. The bitterness, the anger, you know, I, I was letting all that stuff go. Not my baby. My baby stays with me, but when nobody really teaches you that, that's all you know, because that's what we saw. Yeah. And we do what we see. We do. And I'm fighting my computer right now. Sorry, y'all. Um, yeah, we do what we see. Um, so with you being a coach, what would you, how would you, because um, even though it's different, from being a therapist, mm-hmm. um, a lot of people couple them together, like they do the juicy right. and the blending. Um, how would you? Um, I don't want to use the word coerce because it's not about coercing, but encourage people to um, talk to a grief coach. You see, and that's and this is one of the things I want to do with my show. I want to sh- encourage people because grief is normal. You don't need a prescription to grieve. You don't need a referral from an insurance company to say you can go ahead and feel better. This is your natural right. You know, as human beings, we are supposed to feel. And my job as a grief coach is to encourage you to feel those emotions, to let it go and go ahead and become that person that you were created to be. Because every challenge that comes into our life is meant to prepare us for something else. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Most people hold on to the challenges and don't let it go. They don't let it go and they don't learn from this. Okay, okay, what did what was I supposed to learn from this? Yes, indeed. Yeah. Yes, indeed. I did the same. Man, I was so in that rut where um I was holding on to the challenges. And mm-hmm. um, it really wasn't until uh, and that's another reason why I wanted to have you on here talking about new beginnings, because like you said, you're closer to 50 than you are 40. Well, so am I. And it wasn't until I got into my 40s after my divorce that um, 
I started realizing, oh, wait, I need to let that go. You know, it needs to be instead of why me, you know, for me, it was just instead of asking why me, you know, woe is me. It, I had to switch how I was looking at it. Right. You know? Um, what am I supposed to learn from this, you know, uh, and, and making sure that I keep that as much as possible at the forefront of uh, whatever was going on. Because even when I took my sabbatical or my break, it was the same thing. Yes, I was still grieving. Yes, I realized some of the stuff that I didn't feel I need to go in and feel that and cry that out and be done. Um, but also, what do I need to learn from this? What does my takeaway need to be? Because I'm at a point now where I want people to learn and to be able to let go, like you said, and to flourish because mm -hmm. we got work to do. We're still here. Yeah. And we have work to do, especially those of us who have learned, you know, have taken the notes and highlighted this and okay, right. you know, I don't need to take that with me, but I need to, you know, remind this or use this as a point of reference. Um, we got work to do. These are you, I mean, that was one of the things Jazz and I talked about when we started learning, because let me tell you something. I paid a lot of money to get this girl healthy. And <laughs> I didn't just do it for her. I paid the same for me to do it so I can support her. Mm -hmm. And when we were learning all this stuff about the holistic health journey, I'm like, why don't they tell us this stuff? Mm -hmm. Why is this being kept to only a select few who can mm -hmm. truly afford to spend? There's not that I can even afford. I just had credit cards, you know, but I was willing to put that bill. But I'm like, why is that knowledge only available to a certain few? Mm -hmm. And that's one of the things that we do. Each one teach one. When we learn something, we have something to give to somebody else because there's somebody else who's struggling mm -hmm. with their pain, with their body, with their healing. They're struggling. Hmm. Yeah. And don't even realize it that it's as, um, well, I can't say as simple as because the, the journey is um, to a degree a struggle mm -hmm. because you're having to step outside of what is normal. Yes, normal. Get uncomfortable. Yeah, stepping outside that comfort zone. So you yeah. have to. You're in, in your and it and it causes you to have to truly take a look at you. Mm -hmm. You know, um, <laughs> there's nothing wrong with, uh, and I had to learn that too. And I'm still, I still uh, kind of go back and forth with it, um, knowing that I'm flawed, mm. right? And um, because people will have you feel like, you know, because you because like my face isn't clear. I have moles all over my face. I have moles everywhere. It's in my family. But for the longest time, I thought that was um, a, a bad thing, you know, and I had to uh, get over that when I was going through uh, relearning me and all those things uh, was that uh, uh, loving myself, you know, um, getting, trying to get un, unbruised from what I had learned or what I dealt with uh, growing up and uh, the other things that have happened in my life. So Iris said, God bless you in your talent. Yes, it will make great room for you. That's God's work. It truly is. I thank God for my mom. She said in life, don't hold so tightly to anything or person so that when it leaves, it takes you with it. Woo. That's, a, That's good a word. She learned that after her youngest child was killed at 29, she grieved in a way. Uh oh, I lost it. She grieved in a way um, to share with others. Grief coaches needed in this day. Bless you. Definitely. 
Um, but that's why I, I wanted to know um, before you uh, got the idea to do the show, um, mm -hmm. how was it being a coach? You know, because we're taught to not talk about our family business. Yes. Right. Uh, even when I was talking to my mom about it and it kind of broke down things that had been happening in her, her life. Uh, Cause at first she was like, I don't need no counselor. Um, yes, mom, you do. And I'm not saying it because you are crazy, but I'm saying it because she hasn't felt right. Mom dipped herself into uh, and I don't mean it in a, in a bad way, but she submerged herself into things, doing things and, you know, helping this person and being here. Like you said, you did like I did, to, yeah. to keep from dealing with. And now nobody's in the house, you know, dad's deceased. My brother's gone. My youngest brother's out the house now. My, my she took care of my, my, she took care of Madea. So Madea's passed away. And now grandma is living with my uncle. So it's like she's by herself. Yeah, she's by herself. And part of, you know, part of it is like, you know, trying to figure out, uh oh, what I do, you know. So um, I, I talked to her and at first it was like, you know, well, I don't. And she brought that up. I was really surprised she did, but proud of her for it. And she said, you know, we were taught to not talk about our business like that. Yeah. Like, you don't. I don't want to go because then I'll be talking about my family. And I was like, you need to talk about your family. You know, but it, it and it's not in a way that you're trying to be mean or rude, but you had a lot of stuff that has been happening in your life that you need to let go of. And sometimes you need that outside person to uh, coach you through. Exactly. It gives you a different perspective on the way you see things. Um, generally, when I first started my coaching business, I was working primarily with mothers, mothers okay. who had lost their children. That's basically who I was working with at first. And just in the time that I was able to work with them because I have walked their journey already. And they was like, okay, how can you be this person you are? And I can't tell you ever felt like me. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I say, that's because I made a choice. Mm -hmm. We all have choices. You can choose to stay where you at, or you yeah, can yeah. To do something different. And so when I would share with them, some of the things that helped me to change the way that I saw, like, of course, we all talk about gratitude and gratitude is such a big thing. Mm -hmm. Because it was when I started practicing gratitude and I looked at it from a perspective, I became grateful for the 19 years with my son mm -hmm. because some mothers didn't get 19 days, 19 minutes, 19 seconds. 19 so that start changing my mindset. And when I would share a little bit tips and things with the with the ladies that I was working with mm -hmm. to see some hope starting to come back into them, it was like, wow. I could really touch you. Mm -hmm. And it was like, okay, well, let me try to go a little bit further because one of the things that I was realizing, there is nothing I can do about your loss. I can't, you have to feel all this. But what I was really working with a lot of the mothers on was unresolved grief from all the years of past. Mm -hmm. They had to deal with that stuff. That's what I ended up helping them with. The right. unresolved grief, because you know, I can't do nothing about their child being gone. Right. You got to You got to walk that journey. You got to feel that. But the unresolved grief is what we were working on. So I'm mm -hmm. like, OK, well, there's so many other people that deal with unresolved grief that has not even lost a child yet. Mm -hmm. So I changed my focus to help broader people so that when we get to the point where we lose our children or we, if, or we experience a loss with our parents, our siblings, mm -hmm. we don't have as much grief pent up inside of us. 
Right. So we won't become overwhelmed. It mm -hmm. makes it a little bit more tolerable that we're only focusing on one loss at a time and mm -hmm. not the years of loss yeah. that we've experienced. Yeah. And that's, that's it. Uh, again, I'm, I'm glad you brought that aspect up because um, it reminds me of right after my divorce. Um, uh, it was another one of those moments where uh, Lisa said you're speaking a word. Yes, indeed. Um, where it was a compilation of um, I had a breakdown. I felt like I did anyway, but mm -hmm. it was a compilation of things that had happened in the past. Um, uh, here I am at this, this marriage I've been in for nine years that didn't work. Um, I felt like at the time that neither one of my dad or my sperm donor wanted me. So those didn't work. So that, you know, mm -hmm. compiled with some of the breakups that I've had that, you know, I felt like I ain't do nothing wrong. I was a perfect one. Uh, but seriously, <laughs> so, really? So um, all that compiled together and I found myself just again, wanting to shut down and having all these uh, myriads of um, emotion just come mm -hmm. at me all at once and not knowing where to go, how to go. Who can I talk to that isn't going to ridicule me for feeling this way? Uh, mm -hmm. Who will understand what I mean when I say I feel like crying? I feel like being upset. I feel like I want to go and bust somebody in their neck. I feel like, you know, the wind just blew and it changed directions. And I don't know how to feel about that. Like, who can I talk to um, to help me kind of sift through and make sense of this to where when I can, I can, you know, feel like myself again. So um that's awesome that you even brought that up you know having um more to deal with emotionally than just death because um, oftentimes we um we think it's just death uh that brings us to those points and then for my people uh people who look like me yeah yeah my girl look that was my next thing but i said i'm gonna just i'm gonna be good on this in this episode because i can go there i can go there go I, you want me to go there let me tell you something. Most of my clients were not African-Americans. I believe it. I had. And, it, and it's like, why are we not seeking the help? It's, it, it's, it's like this is ridiculous. Even when when I was doing when I first launched and I was looking for I was giving away coaching sessions for free. Wow. I just needed you to answer a few questions and I will give you a coaching lesson for free. But most of the African-Americans, they did not come seek help. And I know that it passed on by generational, the way we have been programmed. We have been programmed to be strong. We have been programmed not to feel. And that was by design. That was by design, not by God's design, but that was designed by our slave owners. Yeah, because they told our mothers, if you cry, I'm gonna sell this one. If you act this way, I'm gonna sell that one. I'm gonna mm -hmm. sell you. You gonna lose more. So mm -hmm. we have been conditioned and programmed to hold our feelings in. And what makes us human? Our emotions. So we've been dehumanized over the years. Over the years, and I'm telling you, you are human. You're mm -hmm. supposed to feel. Yeah. So it takes the generation to recognize this is an issue. Mm -hmm. that we've been programmed for years and now we have to take our right back our right to be human back and cry and feel this yeah. so that we can progress because they didn't want us to progress yeah and still don't in our place yep 
and still don't. That's why, and I really feel like, and that makes a lot of things make sense. That's why all this other stuff has been happening, a part of it. You know, if we're not careful, we won't. We'll end up not speaking out because we're being bombarded with this killing and that killing and that killing and nothing is being done. Y'all speak out. Go talk to somebody. We have a sister here that is a grief coach. Speak out. Go talk to somebody that um, um, can help you sift through and sort through your feelings. Because like she said, we're human. Regardless of what they say, we're more than two thirds of a person. We're three thirds. We're a whole entire. I'm a whole in all of this. When my wig is right, I'm a whole entire person. Whole entire. This is a lot. Yeah. Right? So um, we're going to have, and I, last time I checked, um, when I heard that God had created people, right? And, and yes, no, we don't all look alike. But last time I checked, in fact, when I was um, I was uh, in rehab from being hit by a car, a whole yes over chill. Yes. It's queen, a whole entire. Um, when I was in, I was hit by a car several years ago. And when I was in uh, rehab, I had to read her to walk. And that was um, over uh, a New Year's Eve. And I remember people, you know, talking about God doesn't exist and this and other. And I remember laying there thinking about that. And he showed me clear as day, which Nobel Peace Prize winner took an egg and a sperm and created this. Mm. The human anatomy has over 200 bones that break and mend themselves. When we're created, we have skin that if yeah. you cut it, it, it heals. Yes. We have eyelashes and eyebrows that, well, when I take these off, right? That came, that were created when we were formed in the womb. No Nobel, no man did that. They copied, but they didn't do that themselves. They had to have something to go by, something right. that God had already created. So you human, I don't care what color you is, but especially to my you, human. And I deserve to have everything that you said that humans can have. Right. So talk to somebody. I'm just saying, that's my two cents. Whew. That's good. A whole entire queen. Mm -mm. Yeah. So just, go, ahead. go ahead. No, I was just going to respond to Lisa. She's asking me, when was my show going to be on? It's going to air in August. I don't have the exact date yet. I start taping next week. I'm so excited. But I will make sure everyone is aware. You can find me on Facebook at Latisa B. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Jasmine, because I don't have your, excuse me, Facebook or Instagram. What is yours? So mine's is Jasmine Tia. We're oh. easy to find. Latisa B and Jasmine Tia. We're easy to find. Okay. I'm the one with different stuff. Whatever. <laughs> when I was trying to tag you, um, I saw a lot of other Jasmines and a lot of other stuff. And I was like, yeah, so <laughs> I would tag the wrong person just because with I'll wait till my next show. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that was what I was going to ask you too, was uh, that how long have you been um, a coach? I've been a certified coach for a year and I started basically just helping women after I released my first book about a year and a half, almost two years now. Mm -hmm. I released the book called The Resurrection Life After the Death of Your Child. And it's really a book to help mothers who are struggling to embrace their new lives because it's a journey, you know, and when you're going through that journey, you don't know what to do. 
Yeah. And when I got to the point where I was just sick and tired and I was looking for stuff, what can I do? The resources I've seen out there, it was like, what is this? Where's the how? You're telling me this is their story and this is the end, but how did they get there? What about the middle? Mm -hmm. Exactly. So what I chose, I filled that gap. And I say, okay, if anybody's going through what I'm going through and they looking for a way to get out, I'm going to show you my how. Nice. What I did. So if you nice. don't know what to do, you can try this. And I shared some of the yeah. journey that we take that's common. Yeah. So the, the book, how can um, people get the book? Because I need to get that for mama. Her birthday coming up. Yeah. You can go to latissabspeaks.com. Another one. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm, I'm also a keynote speaker, so I, I, I'm a professional speaker as well. This is all a part of my new beginnings, you know. So this is one of my side hustles. I just been doing this. I've been that sleeve that you got on over there. Wait a minute, that sleeve. No, you, you wearing a sleeve. What else you got up under that that sleeve of yours? You, Latina. Oh, my sleeve. <laughs> Get her, Jasmine. Get her. You know, like See, I said, that's what I say. My mom be trying to react the ground. Get her, Jasmine. <laughs> you know, I don't see myself the way other people see me because it's just me being me. And what I think is normal is is really, you know, it's different. I just do me. That's it. I do what I've been led to do. And I started a speaking journey about six years ago. Okay. And that's where that's where I'm at. That's. Awesome. It's my gift. Like I say, I'm sharing my gift. I have the gift to speak, the gift to inspire, to mm -hmm. help people to move forward. I'm mm -hmm. sharing. And that's what I, uh, that's another thing coming out of this uh, sabbatical that um, I have uh, re-decided to go full force on because I started uh, Mimi Speaks. Um, really? People always want to call you. Um. <laughs> When uh, I think about two years ago, um, but speaking, uh, um, bringing awareness to the effects of and life after our verbal abuse, because it's not talked about. And I was excited about it in the beginning and came across one person who was like, and I was already teeter tottering, you know, do I really want to get out there in front of people? Do I, you know, it was all of that. And so I kind of did sometimes, sometimes I did, sometimes I didn't. Sometimes I have, I would come across people who after telling them what I've been through and what I've been told and, you know, things like that, they were like, wow, you don't look like it. I was like, yeah, but you know, I dealt with it. Um, and so having that, like you said earlier, um, now I know uh, I got to do it. Um, and that was one of the things it was asking the question, okay, how, how am I supposed to come out of this? And it was like, Lord, what do you want me to do? Because leave it up to me, I'm going to be in a corner somewhere. <laughs> yeah, like I was behind the scenes. <laughs> With some wine. And yeah. Yes, yes, that's okay. Right? That's okay. You know, let me tell you how things happen, Mimi, because I'm building out my show guest list. And okay. I have a show that I want to do on communication and verbal abuse. And guess who I'm just going to ask to be on that show? Do I know him? I think you may know him. <laughs> I think you may know them. I may know them. Yeah, I think you may know her. I mean, she has a story to tell. Yes, honey. Yes. Yeah. So everything works the way it's supposed to work. It does. And that's how, uh, remember, we had the discussion at the store, too, because you were like, I just saw somebody with some balloons and I wouldn't even go come in here until later. Like, nope. 
That's why you were supposed to be here now. Imagine had she not taken those balloons out and set them out when she did. I, I would never seen this. I would never walk there. Yeah. Never and walked. I almost didn't go over there that day because that's clearly on the other side of um, true Tarska. Look at God. Um, I, I live on the other side from the store. And I'd always said that I wanted to go um, to one of her sipping shops. But every time she had one um, was always during the time of my other show. So, uh, well, the show, well, same show, different station, but I had a different time. And um, so I never could go. I either had a show or a fashion show or something. I was always busy. And so when I saw that she was having it, I was literally like how I was in that store. Because she was, she said something to me. I said, look. I ain't trying to be nothing. I ain't no model today. I'm not nothing. I ain't no radio host. I'm not nothing. I'm not even who I am. I'm because for the longest time I sat in the corner for a reason. I just want to be there. I don't want to, I don't want to be, you know, who all the other things y'all know me to be. I'm just chilling. And and then uh, when you start, when you came out in your energy and you know all of that, and I was like, wow, you know, I gotta have this. And and even going, like I said, I thought I was gonna, you know, take off another month, and then I could hear um, this other lady um, who's working my boards today in my face, like, no, um, I ain't gonna name no names, but Lisa. Uh, <clears throat> and then you know, and then I came across you, and it was like God was like, yeah, no. Nah. You had your time, and now it's time to go in and go in full force because you know, like you said, we got some stuff we got to do with some people out there. You can't let this 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 moment in these 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 times where people like us meet pass and not do something about it. So, um, yeah, I'm grateful you saw the balloons. I'm excited. Thank you, Miku. You know that's my nine 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 girl. Um, <laughs> uh, oh gosh. I lost my question that quick. Um, but I'm excited about your new beginnings um, because, you know, like you said, you're close, closer to 50 than you are 40. And oftentimes people think that um, once they get a certain age, that's it. Time out. I don't have to do anything else. The children are grown and gone. Um, you know, they get lost because what else do I do? Oh, oh yes. There we go. That is me. <laughs> I love it. Um, so I'm excited that you are on this new journey and mm -hmm. that you come on the show to um, talk about all it. Before I say that, is there anything else up under your sleeve that you do that you ain't told me about? I'm pretty sure there's a thing or two up under there. You know, it comes out when it's needed. <laughs> Jasmine, you know? what else you do? Do you fix cars too? Um, I've been known to change a tire too or something. You know, hey, my, my I'm I'm a dad, my daddy, we call him the master blaster because he did everything and he made sure if his girls wanted to know how to do it, they'd do it. So I can I can put up she rock, I can float, I can paint. <laughs> wow. And see, I didn't have an option in in that I was automatically opted in. My dad uh was a military sergeant, and so I was the only girl. And there was no choice. Your choice was get your butt in there or, you know, come on out here. Uh, he worked on his car religiously, even if it wasn't nothing that needed to be done. He was checking a belt, changing this, fixing that, unscrewing it just to see how it put it back on. And every time he did, 
guess who had to be out there with him? Not yeah. in one of my three brothers, but me. <laughs> Nah, so I guess I'm like that with the house, not the not the car. I can change my own tire, you know. But that's part of see, part that's of me. I need somebody to come decorate, like me in decorating houses. I'll that's look at the walls and be like, "Wow, that's the creative." You talking about creativity? That's her. That's her. She paints. She draws. She does um jewelry. You know this this whole. Listen, um, and I'm about to get to that in just a few minutes because um activity I'm is feeling some kind of way that I didn't include that in the let me wear one of your pieces on the show. Oh, that's right, huh? We have to send you a piece. <laughs> How did you get into uh to making jewelry? Because you guys, uh, along with the um juice with us. Like y'all are creating family legacies with these businesses. So how did you get into the um, jewelry making? So I've always been um, a creative, eclectic type of person. And so I always like things that are not common. And before crystals and all of this stuff blew up, I was mm -hmm. liking it. I was interested in it, but I didn't do it full force. Mm -hmm. Well, when I got sick or when... I just was truly, truly sick. I basically depended on my crystals a lot to help with some of my inner healing. Mm -hmm. And I was just buying crystals at this time. So like I was still going to like the shows and all these things, the stores and buying crystals. And people always asked me, where do you get your crystals from? Where do you get your necklace from? And mm -hmm. I was like, oh, such and such, oh, such and such. But like she said, I'm a creative. I do a lot of creative things and arts and crafts is my thing. Anything mm -hmm. arts and crafts, I see it, I can do it. Wow. Well, I was like, hmm, well, I can't work right now. Something to kind of look forward to doing, I can make crystal jewelry. And it's helping me in my journey to heal. So I'm like, oh, okay, it aligns with me. And it gave me a purpose again while I was sick because mm -hmm. my purpose was taken away and it gave it back to me. And that's wow. how I got into making the jewelry. Nice. And then started with researching it because I'm like, look, I'm stepping into a new world. Um, when you're uncomfortable, right? You uncomfortable, mm -hmm. you have all this negative energy start start coming up. And I'm like, yes, I need something to put this negative energy in check because I need all the positive energy. So she created this for me. This is a pyrite necklace, mm -hmm. and she specifically put stones on here that's going to help me to keep the negative energy in bay and that I always radiate that energy that you met. And when I tell you it, it does everything, anytime I go on an interview, anytime I have to speak, I'm always have some piece of jewelry on to help me to keep the energy that I need to project mm -hmm. so that nothing interferes with me always. And then whenever um, I do the crystal jewelry, I basically just assess the person. I give them questions and they answer the questions for me. And I mm -hmm. find the perfect crystal that matches with whatever they need. So do you have one that's the equivalent to this emoji? <laughs> uh, yes, black tourmaline. <laughs> so black tourmaline, it basically blocks out others' negativity and negative energy while protecting your positive energy. Mm -hmm. So that was, I was wearing that around the time when I was getting my diagnosis, just because I had invisible diseases. People didn't know what was wrong with me. It just, I look normal. Mm -hmm. um, and when you have an invisible disease, a lot of people like to give their opinions on why you feel how you feel. And mm -hmm. 
Oh, you're too young to have knee pain. Or you too this. Yeah. Or you too um, fit for this. And oh, you too this for that. And I was just like, y'all are contributing to my downfall by giving me your unsolicited, don't even care opinions. Right. This and so I it. had to start wearing my black tourmaline. I was wearing it on it every day. Mm-hmm. And to kind of protect me, and I'm trying to stay positive while also I don't want none of, nothing they got to give me because they're not going to help the problem. So I don't want it. Mm-hmm. That's how I got that. And that's this emoji right there. Yes. I need to be smudged in that. No. Um, <laughs> I feel like it sometimes anyway, especially when uh, when I initially took uh, the sabbatical, I felt like everything was just coming at me at once. But mm-hmm. yeah, um, I don't know. That just came to me when he started. I was like, that's like one of my favorite ones. I just want to throw it up on people. Um, <laughs> so how can, because I, I know the pieces apparently will have to be like um, specifically for a, pe- a person, right? Mm-hmm. Um, how can someone get in touch with you for uh, if they wanted to place an order or if they wanted a piece? So they can go on um, Facebook or Instagram at the Eartha Joe Collection. And it's Eartha, like regular Earth and then the A at the end. And then like J- Eartha Kit? Yes, yes, like Eartha Kit and okay. then J-O. And so you go on there and it has some of the pictures of some of the things that I do. And because everything is custom order, I don't just have inventory to lay out. I only okay. have inventory if I'm going to like a vendor booth or a show or something like that. Other than that, people tell me what they want and we create it together. So you so, get to make everything that you want. And it's Eartha Dao, D-A-O? E-A-R-T-H-O-J-O. Oh, E-A-R-T-H-A-J-O, Earth. Eartha, oh. like Eartha Kit, and then put J-O at the end. J-O. Yes, the Eartha oh. Joe collection. Okay. Yes. Together. And put all of that together. One word. Okay. And then okay. put the word the in front of it, T-H-E. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah, giving me nuggets and stuff. Well, I told, you, right. yeah. I, I told you together we are juice with us, but individual we're on. We're all well, uh, hit up individual anyway. Um, and um, I didn't realize I should have known just by your personality, but I should have known that it was going to be more interesting than what I had in my head. Yes, yes. But um, because your husband has something too, right? Yeah, we have a we have a glass business. So we do auto auto home and commercial glass. So if your window panes break, yeah, we black owned franchise that we will replace your windshields, do your back window, side windows, your house windows. If you own a business, replace that as well. Okay, cool. Yeah, we're a house of entrepreneurs. Yes, that legacy building thing is all off in there. Yeah. Okay. Cool beans. Um, so let's see. Let's see how much time we got. Oh, we got a few more minutes. Any more nuggets y'all want to drop on me? Oh, before we go, so you have a glass on uh business, and uh, what uh is the name of that? So we can um Glass Doctor of Central Houston. Who? Glass Doctor of Central Houston. Glass Doctor of Central Houston. And do you guys go everywhere? Yes, we're in the um basically in the Houston area, not depending on the, the size of the job, whether he go far out past spring, but generally it's gonna be inside of the beltway area. And okay. if you south, you're down as far as League City. How long have you had the business? Two years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, two years. So all of this is fresh. 
Yes, everything is fresh. New beginning. How New was beginning. it when you started or when he started or when y'all started the glass business? What was it like? Girl, there's a roller coaster. I ought to grab him in here because uh, he just came on. Roller coaster like any business, you know, you're going to have those ups and downs. Why did I do this? Why did I? Because he left, he left corporate America. He was an accountant in corporate America. Wow. It was like, you know, that uh, layoff again. Same thing. Like he got laid off and it's like, we always wanted to do a business. And he's like, well, I say, this is the perfect time. If we're going to do it, you, you laid off, got the time, let's invest in a franchise. And we did. We invested in a, a glass franchise and something that he actually hires a, um, a lot of people to train, to give back to the community. We're actually located in third ward. So we went, <laughs> okay. In okay. Yeah. we went in the city to service our people. Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. And that's what I, cause I wanted to, uh, I actually had thought he was going to be on it, but I know a lot of times men don't want to, you know, no, oh, baby, you go ahead. Uh, I've no, had head. that happen a lot. No. Um, so when you said, oh yeah, me and my daughter, I was like, man, you're not going to participate. Right. But okay. We're going to roll with it. <laughs> we're going to roll with it. Um, uh, oftentimes people don't, or like for some, um, the husband is more interested in having, you know, being the entrepreneur than the wife and sometimes it's vice versa. So, but this was a mutual agreement type, uh, thing when, when you did it, right? He was the entrepreneur. I didn't really have the entrepreneur spirit. It was, I was looking for the investment. I mean, I'm like, if I can invest in the stock market. I can invest in our own business. Mm -hmm. That's the way I saw it. It's an investment. He has an entrepreneur spirit. He went to, he's a hustle. He did this, you know, mm -hmm. but that was something that I had been claiming for years that I'm not an entrepreneur. And when you claim something, that's what you become. So when I changed my mindset, when I changed the words that I was coming out of my mouth, I no longer say I am not an entrepreneur because I am an entrepreneur. I've been told so many times by lots of people, you're a hustler. And I'm like, I am? It's like, yeah, you're a hustler. You're doing this, you're doing that. That's what hustlers do. And I was like, oh, I didn't know that. I'm just doing what I normally do. So yeah. I am an entrepreneur. It's just I'm learning the back end to put everything together. And nice. that's what we've been doing. So it's been easier as we went along with our businesses because of what we've done with um, our glass business. Mm -hmm. So what you learned in that, you it prepped you for what you were going through or uh, for your own. Literally, we changed juice with us in the business within two weeks because it started juice with us started just like this. We were interviewed on a radio station on a live broadcast like this. And there was so much interest and so many questions and so many people was asking us, you know, stuff. And it was like, well, hold up. Let's just start this Facebook group. We start the Facebook group that literally blew up like in a week. Right. And like, OK, well, Jazz, let's go ahead. We did the LLC. We did the bank account, the EIN. We did the coaching program put together and we started helping people. Wow. Nice. It's just like that. So, but if I hadn't had the knowledge that I had developed over the years, mm -hmm. it would have been easy for us to start Juice With Us LLC. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I need that. Well, you know, and just to give you another, okay, I'll give you another tip up under my sleeve. Um, <laughs> my latest book is actually called Unleash the Woman Inside of You, Seven Essential Ingredients. That's my <laughs> latest book. So it's, it's right here. It's actually on Latissa B Speaks as well. Uh, mm -hmm. 
is on Latisa B Speaks as well. And this book is actually written as a result of dealing with my grief coaching clients who were dealing with so many issues from their past. Mm-hmm. Helping them yeah. heal those issues and all of the, a lot of the topics come and it's right there and it's everyday stuff. This is what we need to heal ourselves so that we can become the woman that's sitting inside of us. Yeah. Yeah. The woman that oftentimes we feel her. Yes. Right? Because God has a tendency to awaken things in us, whether we like it or not. He gives us a uh, hunger pain, so to speak, for certain things. Mm-hmm. Like for me, I had dreams years ago of me being a speaker. What you say? I was not trying to be in front of people. I was mm-hmm. not. Right. And so um, for the longest time I did the running away. I did, you know, I mean, being told that I was never going to be anything. Shoot. I started believing it. So. Yeah. Why would anybody want me to come and speak? You know? Um, and so for the longest time, I that corner thing, I'm, I'm notorious for sitting in the corner. Right. Work in the back ends. I will go and work your lighting for you. I'll work in the background for you. I'm good for that. And um, somebody asked me to be a greeter one day, and I, I went begrudgingly. And then after that, every time I turned around, the more I would try to stay behind the scenes, the more somebody would, oh, no, Mimi, I need you to come. Or Miriam, I need you to come. And then the modeling started. And I remember um, after a while, well, no, I became a co-host on the radio show. And I just went there because the guy was like, well, who wants to run my show for me tomorrow? I do. Everybody in the room raised the room. I was the only one that showed up. Wait a minute. What's this? And I got there and I loved it. And over the course of it's been this month makes three years. Wow. Here I am, you know, and I'm so grateful that I've come across people who are willing to push and pull me to, you know, don't do that. Do this try this when I did it, this, you know, that sort of thing. So here I am at this and, and over just over the last year, I want to say um, it has gotten to the point to where um, I can hear him say, okay, you've been playing and I need you to go full force. And, yeah. and that was one of the things in this sabbatical that, that I had to, you know, I kind of, kind of sort of tussled, but I know that, you know, I have to do it for various reasons, but it was like, no, go, go full force. You learned. You keep second guessing because even doing this today, this is new. I've done the show on another platform. Um, so coming to this was new and I've had a headache all day because my nerves just got bad. Mm-hmm. And um, when when my engineer who's working in the background called me was like, okay, well, I'll do this for you. And I was like, oh, thank you because I was over here tripping. Um even though I know I still have to learn it, it was still the second guessing and the, you know, that sort of thing. And, you know, realizing at the end of the day, he got you in everything that you do and every, he'll make sure. And I'm so grateful. God makes sure that he places us where we need every time, even when we need, even when we don't catch it, as long as we're open enough to glean. That's the word, open. As as long as, yeah. As long as we're open enough to glean where we are, we'll be able to make it in those places where we say, well, I want to do that. You know, well, in order to do that, you got to go through something to get there. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people want to do that, that microwave situation and skip from A to Z. Nah, honey, you got to you gotta go through Y. You got to go through W. You got to go through right. L-M-N-O-P. Right. 
you got to go through it because there's people in uh, there's people in that route who we're supposed to meet, who we feed, and there's people that are going to feed us. Yeah. I like to say there's a lot of people who want full-time benefits but only want to do part-time work. I don't even want to look my lazy but I ain't want to do part-time. What you talking about? You know, we just Can want I just to wake up and be there. Right, we want to skip. No, but there's lessons learned in the journey, and you're gonna need those lessons to prepare you for where you're going. So if you skip all that, you're gonna you're not gonna get the results you you want when you get there because you skip the part. That's those um the privileged people, the people that are privileged when they get to a certain part in their life, and the first challenge that hit, they don't know how to do it because everything's been always given to them. They've never really had to work and struggle and put stuff together and learn some of those valuable life lessons because it's always been given. Yeah. So they missed all the other stuff that they would have otherwise uh, retrieved. Right. And privileged now. It's nothing because some people grew up privileged. (laughs) Yes, she did do that. Because she She tried to hug me just now. Shot at me. I will say I was privileged, and I thank you for everything that you've given me because I do not want that struggle life. Okay, thank you. I am right. And so she was able to give you that though, and you still and you did, but you didn't turn out like some of the other ones because I've seen the other ones who um had everything given, and then when something happened, they didn't they want to take off my wig and throw it. First of all, don't touch my head. Take off your own wig and throw it. That's your problem. But you well, know, it was that the way that she um did with me. Everything was always a learning lesson. I always had to choose my consequences. Even though I always had everything I needed, um, to where I didn't really want anything, I mm-hmm. still had to work for it. But not in the traditional sense of work. Yeah, mm-hmm. get good grades. Yeah, be a good person. Mm-hmm. But when I messed up, she didn't like get at me like a lot of parents though because I'm a kid I didn't know things but she didn't and she didn't take away things that um I love just because I didn't know she always mm-hmm. talked to me through everything that um I went through or that everything that was bad that I did that I didn't even realize I did mm-hmm. so like her type of privilege that she gave me was more on just being smart so I'm privileged by being smart. She did not have to start at the back of the line. No, I did not. And because I've seen people who did have to start at the back of the line, or I have family members who just had to do more for the little things that they wanted, I mm-hmm. knew I didn't want to be that way. But because I still had those family members that I saw, and I know my mom's story, I know you have to work for everything. And mm-hmm. stuff is not just given to you. I Absolutely. was blessed to be one of the ones who had it easier and mm-hmm. had a start, like she said. So. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but- a long journey, you know, but going through this illness, that was her journey. Mm-hmm. That, that was her. There's a lot of people that couldn't walk in her shoes. Right. Yeah. That pain. Yes. Purpose in the pain in the process. Yep. Yeah. So yeah. You didn't have to go through my journey as a little girl coming out of the hood. No, you didn't have to experience those things. Whether you're going to have lights or food or water, you don't have to yeah. experience none of those. That was I a- have a more of an emotional journey with my brother dying young or, you know, me being sick and stuff like that. All my issues, yeah, the physical world, I had everything I needed. I was privileged in that way, but I was halted or, you know, kind of stunned by the emotional things that I went through and how it impacted my life. Mm-hmm. Nice. So we are at the end of the show. 
Wow, we've been talking for two I know. Hours. I told you it was going to be like, hey, girl, how you doing? Come on over here, have a seat. Um, so I I give love notes at the end of the show, and it's something for people to kind of chew on, you know, something to think about. Um, so I'm going to put y'all on the spot last minute. Give me a love note from each of you. So my love note is with people who are dealing in situ certain situations that are similar to mine, when they have autoimmune issues or anything that is just other people can't understand, don't try and make people understand your situation. Everyone mm. walks a different path. Everyone walks a different journey. We can grow up in the same house and still interpret things two different ways. Nobody cannot tell you how you can feel and nobody can tell you how you should react on anything and you shouldn't let people bring you down for something that they don't understand or can't even comprehend. So that's my love note. That's right. a word. All right. That was a nice love note. So I would say my love note would be no matter what happens in life, there is a life after, but we have to choose it and we have to embrace it because on the other side of that journey where the light is there, there's a person that is waiting for you, that your gift is waiting for you, but yeah. you have to choose it. Yeah. Yeah. You have to choose it. You have to be open to yes. it. Um, and my love note for you is to always exist in the moment, whatever that moment is, yeah. no matter how great the situation exists in that moment, feel in that moment so that you can come out on the other side. There is light at the end of the tunnel. And trust me, when you get to that light, it's going to be warm and fuzzy. Mm. <laughs> Shout out to my home girl for making this for me. All right, all right. I feel so official. I got my own. Okay. Love okay. radio show, face mask to go out into the world. Okay. I need make me one of those for overcoming and becoming. Yes, <laughs> trust me. I'll hook you up with her. Um uh Riri Bridges on Instagram and oh, Facebook is who I uh, know them. That's not the name of her business, and I suck for not having that. But um, I'll connect with you and yeah, get it. I'll definitely uh get 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 the information for you. But I told her what I wanted, sent her my logo, and um she put it on there, and I was like, and then put my name on there. And look at you, clouded. Okay, okay. I've been feeling some kind of way. Anyway, I told I said I feel official now. And that's how that is. So that is it for our show today, guys. Thank you so much. I really, really appreciate you, uh, Miss Latisa B and Miss Jasmine Tia for coming on and sharing uh your stories, um, your push-throughs, your comebacks, and um I'm so excited for your new beginnings um, because it is really going to be something that's needed coming through this pandemic on the mm -hmm. other side of the pandemic. Um, because I think a lot of times, especially now with the, the shutdown and people having a, you know, um, uh, it's a lot. It's a lot for people to deal with. A lot of people weren't used to that having to file for unemployment. Just dealing with that alone is a headache. I filed before and I know what those lines are like, you know, filing for food stamps, not having to, being on government assistance alone for some people is like, oh my God, really? Right? So um, I'm excited for uh, your new beginnings and your show because I know it is going to be dumb.com. And it's so very needed. So blessings to you both. Thank and wait to get my necklace. 
<laughs> you all have an awesome week. <clears throat> thank you for thank you for inviting us to your platform. We really enjoyed ourselves today. Thank you so much for coming. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.